Welcome to the Wellness for Women show, where we talk about life, weight loss and everything in between. I'm Faye Caseman, founder of the AAA Way Life and Weight Loss Programme, and I'm here to help you put together the pieces of life and weight loss for one last time. This is an episode of the Wellness for Women show, filmed live in the free Facebook group. Hello, 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 and welcome to episode number 66 of the Wellness for Women show. Nourish your body, mind and soul, unlocking lasting wellness through balanced food relationships. Hey, let's dive in without further ado for this week's show. We all know, or should I say, have been told repeatedly that eating a balanced diet, taking care of our health and well-being is important for maintaining physical and mental well-being. We've all been told how our diet can lead to health conditions if we're not careful. But do we actually listen? Do we actually care? And why then do we act or not act on those? Now, obviously, this is a huge topic in itself with lots and lots of layers to it to unpick. But today I want to concentrate on those of you who have a dietary related medical condition or are concerned about developing one, whether that be something like diabetes, heart disease or other chronic illnesses. Because you see, not everybody in the Backstage Pass membership or who works with me one to one is working on weight loss. Some are working on overall well-being and or improving their relationship with food, either due to illness or having health conditions in their family. And so if that is you, this one is for you especially. So today I'm going to touch on how you can work on your relationship with food in a way that helps to prevent, manage and better understand the illness as well or fears and concerns about developing one. So let me know as usual what your takeaways are from this episode in the free Facebook group. If you're a member or if you're a member of the Backstage Pass membership, uh, leave uh, comments in the support group and let me know with a hashtag gem what's resonating for you. So for those of you who don't know me, super quick introduction as usual, I'm Faye Casement. I'm a certified life coach and I want to help you to ditch diet drama, find more joy in the weight loss process if that's what you're working on with my simple food and life freedom method, the AAA way, because I believe that you deserve to feel amazing inside and out. So are you trying to put together the pieces for your health? This is clearly a sensitive topic. If you are comfortable sharing what you're working on, please do do so. Remember, anonymous posting is on in both the free and paid membership group if you need it. But in sharing as a community, we can help. And sharing is often helpful for others, too. It's helpful for other people to realise, as well as yourself, that you are not alone in your journey. So health fears, a motivator or overwhelming trigger. So fear of illness or developing a health condition or having a health condition can be a huge motivator for taking extra care of our dietary intake. But it can also bring up very strong fear based emotions like stress, overwhelm and guilt. Fear may seem like a really strong word, but our hopes and our fears are the strongest emotions we have and can be the driving force behind how we live our lives and how we show up in the world. And more importantly, of course, how we feel in the process. 
So where are you on this spectrum? Because it is always a spectrum and it will be very individual to you. But let's explore that a little today. And if you want to work on this further, let's say join the Backstage Pass membership or reach out if you want to explore one to one work. So it's often easy to spot fear based thoughts and beliefs. And so see if you spot any of these are as being things that you say to yourself regularly. I have to change my diet or else. Or if I don't change my diet, XXXXX will happen. I don't want to end up like blah, 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 blah. I must go to the gym or else. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I need to change my eating habits or else. I will get X if I don't change. It's a common misconception that you need fear as a motivator. Sure, fear can be a motivator, a big one, but how does it make you feel? Does it make whatever you're working on sustainable? Do you feel good about your journey? Do you feel good about your life? So I talk a lot about health and well-being daily, how an individual copes with a diagnosis, ongoing treatment and requirements vary dramatically depending on how you've been triggered and how their brain's natural defense responses have been triggered the old fight flight or fight and none of it is right or wrong it just is but what do we do when food is part of the problem or solution making changes can be hard at the best of times but when it's something that you can't avoid as you need it to survive like food and you have to think about it several times a day that's a lot of thinking to do and so that's when the overwhelm can easily set in but again thankfully this can all be worked on and you could certainly use my AAA way method to do it and when I'm certified belief coding as well is fantastic for all of this work so what kind of things can come up so usually when the when there's a dietary basis to the health condition it's usually about working on food group reduction removal or changing something in that regard so as a general rule i do not advocate um removal of food groups or an extreme reduction in intake or anything like that what i encourage ultimately is working on your relationship with whatever item that is now, sometimes that might involve um, reducing something down, removing something, changing something, if that's what you want to do and you want to try it out of loving curiosity or you've identified that it's something that suits your body and suits it well. Some people do work better if they don't have sugar and flour, for example. Other people might have a health condition where they need to watch their salt intake or something like that. Um, but it is about working on that relationship with food. So if you think of yourself as someone who has a sweet tooth or maybe you just have cravings for carbs in general, you may crave stodgy food. Maybe it's just a specific item of food within that group. You know, sometimes we can have this relationship with it where we, we have beliefs about our food and different food types. What's funny, of course, is that we never seem to get obsessed about things like carrots and broccoli. Maybe you do. Um, maybe you you are somebody who has has these addictions, but um, it tends to be quite rare. Um, I adjust, of course, um, but there are reasons for this. Physiological ones as well as mental and emotional ones. And again, they can all be worked on. But what about when you're medically told that you have to change, reduce or eliminate? Maybe you are diabetic or pre-diabetic. Maybe you need to reduce cholesterol or your blood pressure. 
maybe it's a food allergy or intolerance maybe you've had weight loss surgery or you've got another medical condition or some intervention that requires this this is different of course this is a health professional telling you but it can still elicit fear and other strong emotions so when we're told that we can't do something we typically don't like it it's likely you are going to feel very restricted so what then Friction occurs, of course, and conflicting thoughts. It can be like when it is like when we are working on weight loss or our well-being in general. We know working on eating a balanced diet, moving our bodies and in some cases reducing weight would help our health and well-being and we would feel better. But yet we don't want to do it. And following my weight loss, I released a number of health conditions. I got rid of indigestion, breathing issues, knee pain, back pain. When I was in in my larger body and I was told to lose weight to fix these things by my GP it felt so hard and I resisted it for a really long time I hated and resented the fact that I was being told that they were weight related I hated myself even more for not wanting or caring about myself self to do the work effectively and I hated the thought of the fact that I was thought that I was going to be so restricted and miserable from the dieting that I was told I had to do. And even when a situation is literally life and death, it can be a struggle to change. So even fear itself is sometimes not motivational, especially if the mindset we get into is one of, well, what's the point? It's too hard. Why bother? And I can't. But it doesn't have to be this way either. Right. But sometimes we just feel that way. So shifting your food focus. So let's picture the scene, the start of a new diet, whether it's for weight loss, well-being or medical. And it likely starts the same. It's a Monday. You join, rejoin whatever club it was that you were going to follow this time. You've declared it to the universe that this is it. You've bought all the products, paid for the booklets. Uh, This time it's going to be different. You've obsessed over the literature. You've set up your new folder to keep all the stuff together. You are ready. Let's do this. Let's do this, people. then what? Thoughts. Loads and loads of thoughts, likely about food. You can think of little else other than food and your diet. And at some point you start to question every move and decision. Maybe fantasise about chocolate, ice cream, pizza, donuts and cravings and urges go through the roof. And you talk about nothing other than your new habits. But then you feel restricted, you feel deprived, you get bored. And these are all perfectly normal when you're approaching habit change with a diet mentality. The previous thoughts of have to, got to, must, go hard or go home come into play as you start to bully your way through it. Eventually you get sick of it, sick of doing the same shizzle, sick of feeling restricted, sick of feeling bored and you crave relief. And you feel confused and guilty and shameful because you know you're supposed to be doing this all for your health. And you question why you can't do this for yourself when it's so important. You start to question what's wrong with you. And this may create another little wave of motivation and momentum, if you're lucky, where you want to prove yourself wrong. So you dig deep but then the cycle starts again. And that diet, that cycle ultimately is the diet cycle, a never ending loop of overeating, going off plan, diving into restriction, cracking on again and then overeating, going off plan again as you start start to find that you're struggling to sustain your regime. And I know this paints a dark picture, but it's what many of us have been through time and time again. And you're just trying to work on your relationship with food for some health 
serious health reasons won't won't necessarily change that. So we have to shift your food focus, whether it be obsessing on it, thoughts on it, our relationship with it. We have to find it. We have to find these thoughts and we have to change them and do so in a way that feels good and feels sustainable. So working on your relationship with food means understanding how different foods nourish you personally. It means making changes based on this knowledge, not doing it because you're told to, you're doing it because you want to. And it's about breaking any restrictive habits with regards to eating, whether you're trying to avoid certain types of food out of fear or just simply following the rules without really thinking about why you're doing so or working on your mindset around how that may or may not be actually impacting your health. So how are you going to do that? You're going to listen to your body. Your body is listening to everything that you do. But are you listening to your body? So belief coding has opened up my understanding of the mind and body connection. Couple that with my life coaching teachings. It has allowed me to reflect back on my weight loss experiences with very different eyes. And I now understand more about what I actually did to lose that weight and why that worked and what I want to work on going forward. Dieting ultimately introduced me to restricting food and rules that were impossible to sustain. Whereas the weight loss program that I followed, it introduced me to an intuitive eating journey, it introduced me to life coaching and the mind. But yet also on reflection turned out to be just another set of rules and a you can do hard type of method, even though there was self-love talk in there as well. But I'm now transcending that and I'm trying to bring all of the best bits from all the things that I've experienced and tried with my own unique blend that you can then make yours and your unique blend as you see fit. And it may be cliched to say and has been used to death, but mind, body and soul, that whole holistically collected collective lot is where I sit. Life as a whole, weight loss, well-being for health, it all goes together like the jigsaw. So do you currently listen to your body? Do you pay attention to your body and what it's telling you or do you ignore it? The answer might be somewhere in the middle and probably is for most people. You know, paying attention to your body doesn't only mean just nourishing it with food, but nourishing yourself as a whole. And this means understanding what your individual body and health needs are and then looking to step into action to create those positive changes with food, because we're talking about dietary relationship with food today. Um, but it can be on anything else, you know, but something that's going to help you physically. And then mindful eating also can also be about seeing how your body then reacts to those certain foods. You can start to tune into your body's hunger and satiety cues. Um, allowing you to eat for your body's needs rather than due to some kind of external rules or restrictions. But you can also use mindful eating to literally find out how that impacts not just weight or um, but also um, how you actually physically feel. You know, some people, for example, if they do have a lot of sugar and flour, they find that quite inflammatory. So then they get joint aches, whereas if they cut that down or reduce it, then they tend to be a bit, little bit fine or better, should I say. Maybe you are somebody who has an intolerance, but you might not be completely intolerant to it. So you have to figure out you know, how much you can actually have and still feel OK with. 
And then do you listen to your mind? Whatever it is that you are working on and why regarding your relationship with food, your health or both, the focus should never be solely just on what you eat and how you move, but also how you approach your food and your emotions surrounding it. And as well as your emotions around how you feel, it's also about how you feel about health, your health needs and wants too, not just the food. So say so I've got a fair bit of experience dealing with thoughts and emotions around health with perimenopause. Even this week, like I say, I had one of my low mood spells. I'm still having it. Um, I even had to postpone, like say, the live filming of this episode. I had to take a step back and I had to listen to my mind, body and soul. And it was saying, stop, take time out. And so sometimes I'll be honest, I don't always listen to it. I try to bully myself on and on and on. I'm a doer by nature. Um, and doing is achieving for me. And that's a big psychological reason for my, the, you know, the sort of the drive that I've got. But in doing so, I sometimes don't honour my body as much as I perhaps need to. And so I'm still trying to find the balance. Um, but then that, there's a lot of judgment that then, then can come up. You know, whilst I'm working through that on with my methods, I'm working with other coaches, you know, there's then also some overeats that come in to boot from that. And so it's this ebb and flow. Um, but the main thing is that my destination is always clear. I'm always clear on where I'm trying to get to and I'm doing my best to weather and sail that storm to get there. And this is why one of the key steps in improving your relationship with food and your health is cultivating a positive mindset about it. And some days that you will have a fantastic mindset and others, other times it won't be so great. This week for me, it's not been so great, but I'm working on it. I'm taking steps. I'm taking action to try and change that. So again, you've got food or certain types of food can be viewed as the enemy maybe to you or a potential threat to your goals, dreams and health. So I did a, a reel on this recently, which was really very popular. And I think it just shows you how this resonates with a lot of people. And I hope it resonates with you, too. But really, food is just food. It is neither good or bad and has a neutral weighting until you start to put thoughts to it. Um, so notice, do your thoughts and feelings around food or certain food types, do they feel positive, neutral or negative? Yes, of course, food, when I say that there is no good or bad, there genuinely isn't. Some may be more nutritionally dense than others. Um, some may serve particular health conditions better than others. It's all about figuring this out. So what about your health or your health condition? What are your thoughts about it? How do you feel about it? What actions or inactions are you then taking because of your thoughts around your health and your health condition? So if your thoughts are more towards the negative, you may find yourself more in a state of anxiety and stress. That in turn can then knock into your eating and your health. But by working on then cultivating that more positive mindset, you can start to change your thoughts and beliefs around eating, around health and start to make some more mindful choices for both. And again, if you're in the membership, you have a range of tools and support available to help you to do this. But like I say, check out the weekly resource that's going to be landing over the weekend on health and food in your portal under the video as usual. So lastly, listen to your soul. And I feel some, when I was writing this, I was feeling some uh, tapao, you know, a little bit of heart and soul <laughs> when I was writing this part. Do you remember that song? Um, showing my youth, obviously, here. 
Um, but the chorus is about looking for a little bit of love to grow. So give me love, give me heart and soul. So that obviously was about a romantic relationship, of course. But the love you have for yourself, the joy you find, the purpose, your values, your spirituality, if you have it, these are all things that you need to nourish too. And even more so if you've perhaps got a condition that is um, knocking into you physically or mentally or both. And so let's say if you have a health condition, naturally you might feel overwhelmed at times. Naturally, you might feel scared. You need to take it day by day, focus, focusing in where possible on the here and now to make those small changes that are within your capabilities daily that could potentially positively affect your condition in the future. And of course, it's normal to feel disheartened at times, but you know, never give up hope because these small steps will add up over time. And again, it's better to progress through a thousand tiny ripples and maintain that momentum than to create one big, enormous wave and then struggle to sustain its force. So wrapping up time by gathering awareness around your food, your health, your well-being, you can step into action to improve your relationship with food and health so you can prevent better and better manage diseases, um, illnesses such as diabetes, heart and heart disease, etc. And of course, adopting a balanced and mindful approach to eating, not only nourishing your body, but also supporting your mental well-being. And just getting to the point where you can still also enjoy that food without guilt, without fear, ways that can promote a positive body image and some finding something that's sustainable and an individualized path to your health. And again, remember that food should be celebrated, not feared. So embrace the joy of eating, listen to your body's needs and cultivate that positive and nourishing relationship with food and your health because your well-being will thank you for it. OK, radio folks, don't forget to check the description as usual as you as how you can take the next steps for your health, your well-being. And if you're working on it, weight loss with love. And other than that, I will see you next week. So bye for now. Thanks for listening. And don't forget, if you want to boost your life and weight loss the AAA way, check out the relevant links for today's show in the description. Speak soon.